Hey, 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 guys, this is Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. Now let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome to the 11th of April, 2023, year of our Lord, as we used to say. I don't know if anybody says that anymore, but I digress. I hope you're doing well. I am loving the weather that we have here in Texas. Nickname, nicknamed Tejas, something about the Native Americans. I'm probably I probably shared this with you guys before, but supposedly, and I would Google it if I wasn't too lazy. The name for Texas also is Tejas, and it came from the Native American people of Texas, and, and it supposedly stands for friendly. And I agree, I agree. Most Texans are quite friendly. Do we have some racism? Yeah, not even debatable. Sure, it is of the South, after all. And are people always friendly? Not always, especially if you were driving. I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying. I drive for the rideshare companies and I've been doing it on and off for four years. And I had a little bit of experience out on those roads, y'all. And Texas folks aren't always the nicest drivers. A little bit of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde there. So we are friendly uh, for the most part. But could we be friendlier? Of course. Of course. But we are a friendly state for the most part but i digress and i do say that a lot and i will probably say it a lot but i did listen to a podcast of these uh ladies i spoke about it before there's some ladies that do a podcast called gruesome i do recommend it if you're you know into the true crime um gruesome stories of people who have done some yes obviously gruesome things to other humans But one thing I noticed about them is they say I digress a lot. I don't know if it's both of them, but one of them definitely says it a lot. So I was like, hey, I'm in good company. And they're a very successful podcast. um, And they say it. So, hey, but I digress. (laughs) Uh, At any rate, rate, I'm doing good. I got some good news today. Uh, I was told that my right eye isn't as bad as I thought it was. Uh, I mean, last year when I had the left eye, uh, looked at and it needed it needed cataract surgery pretty quickly because it had been gone for too long with the cataract all due to the chemotherapy that was um, in my body due to um, all three times I went through chemotherapy I had to do uh, I had to do chem- all those times I had cancer every three times all three times I had cancer I'm gonna get this right one day so for the three times that I had cancer I had to go and do some bloody chemotherapy. And each chemotherapy affected my body negatively. And I do not know if this is British or some weird accent that I've created on myself. Because it's not Australian by any means. Uh, But I'm trying to go with it. Because I think if I speak like this, I actually can put my brain to a place where it can talk without messing up as much. So let's give it a go. Yes. I've had a total of 24 chemotherapy sessions and so it does some horrible stuff to the body and one of the things that I did not know um, when I first started the cancer journey was that it can affect your eyes not everybody's eyes depending on the type of chemotherapy and I don't know I don't know how it affects some and doesn't affect others but that's that's the whole thing the whole gist of, of chemotherapy in general it just affects people differently but it, for me, it gave me an infection in my eyes, horrible infection, and it caused 
my left eye to go into a cataract. And they did say that the right eye showed some cataract, but the lady seen me today, wonderful doctor over at the VA hospital. And I don't run into too many doctors that I call wonderful for the most part, but I really think she's a wonderful doctor at the eye clinic. And she, she said, look, you know, you've got a little bit of, um, I forget what she said. She didn't say she didn't see um, actual cataract in the right eye. And she said with corrective um, prescription, you can see 2020. Why would you go and do surgery if your eye is still at a place where it's okay? And I agree with her 100,000%. Because even though that cataract surgery is by no means invasive, it is still a a surgery on my eyeball. So I'm all right with not getting it done right now. So I was a happy camper. I consider that good news. And I just wanted to share it with you. And that's what I'm sharing today. Some good news because there is a lot of bad news out there. Trust me. Just open up your computer and put it anywhere on any news site. There's bad news out there. All kinds of bad things happening all around the world. But I'm not going to talk about that today. I still am going to talk about some of the uh, news going on that may not be good news per se, but not today. Today I'm going to talk to you about a dude that you may know from the Avengers, and he is the only guy in the Avengers who doesn't actually have superpowers because he is Hawkeye. He is the one with the bow and arrow, and his name in real in the real life in the real world is Jeremy Reimer. Reimer, Jeremy Reimer. Never could say his name. Uh, Jeremy Renner. <laughs> Jeremy Renner. Yes, I do my homework. I promise you, I, I, I do actually research stuff before I talk about it, especially more so lately in this new uh, season. But Jeremy Renner, it's much easier to pronounce than Reimer. I don't know why I wrote that when I Googled him. He uh, is, he's been in a lot of movies. So if you never watch the Avengers, that's cool because there are way there are just so many movies out there that he has been in. I mean, I'm talking from sci-fi, the movie called Arrival, which is the uh, aliens that come in, come down to Earth and they have to check out the, the spaceship and see if they're friendly or not. From Hansel and Gretel, where they like, he, it's, it's based off of, you know, the, the, the kid story of Hansel and Gretel that be if you ever have heard that uh, kid story of Hansel and Gretel and then there was this lady that was making a cinnamon (laughs) I'm getting it all wrong I am not even going to pretend like I know exactly what I'm talking about right now cinnamon there was no cinnamon Um, yeah it's it's a kid's uh, story that they made into an adult story and it's like witch hunters and he's in that and if you are like big into the Hansel and Gretel story of childhood story, then forgive me in advance because I just don't remember the the story offhand. But he's been in so many movies. He was in a movie. Um, he was in American Hustle. He was in the Avengers. He was in the movie Tag. He oh, he was in a good movie that I really really liked called Wind River. And he's a guy that lives in a Native American um, near Meta- Mer- Native American reservation. And it's based, I believe, on a true story about the killing of a Native American women woman. And he helps an FBI agent who, by the by, was in the Avengers as well. The character in this movie. He I think got his 
true fame though before the avengers before hansel and gretel before even the born legacy because he was in the born legacy uh which is from the born um matthew damon uh movies before any of that he was in a movie called the hurt locker and i i think that's really when he got his fame it was in 2008 he was in movies before then of course but i think hurt the hurt locker uh was where he really got his true leg up in the hollywood sphere if you will um he is on um he was even with um Ben Affleck in a, in a movie called Town, but he doesn't play a good character in that. That's probably one of the only movies that I watched where I didn't really like his character. But all the other characters are awesome in just about every movie he's been in. So uh, now, if you do not know him, Google him. Jeremy Renner, R-E-N-N-E-R. And I think once you Google his name, you'll like, oh, I know what she's talking about. I know that dude. At any rate, so if you do know that dude, then you probably know about him having a horrible, when I say horrible, horrible accident uh, this past January. I'm talking terrible, horrible, horrendously horrible. I don't know if I could put any more adjectives in there. I mean, I could try, but he... He's such a good guy. I've, I've always liked. I've all, I've always liked this actor. He just seems like a really cool, down the earth guy, um, friendly guy. Um, kind of got into acting, maybe even later than than most. Uh, he's he's my age. He's exactly my age. He's fifty two, and um, and he got to start in two thousand and eight. <laughs> late 30s i mean he probably got to start a little earlier but like i said that was probably the movie that really put him on on the map was the hurt locker and he was in his late 30s because we're the same age hey so i was you know he was 37 because i was 37 i i know i'm good at math but at any rate so you probably have heard that he was in a horrible um accident this past january if you haven't i'm telling you right now because it's worth sharing guys because it's such a good story and like seth meyer says on his on his show at night um it's just what we need right now it's it's what we need right now with all the toxicity that's going out there with all the horrible news with more gun violence more school shootings more just shootings in general things going on around the world all over the world we need good stories like this and it is a it's a feel-good story because it's also like a miracle I I feel like it's truly a miracle I mean he he lives way out in the mountains of California you know he's very wealthy guy has a really great place probably somewhere out there secluded uh, around other wealthy people and he's earned his way up there if you look at his resume or his cv if you will of movies i mean he he's he's made a name for himself but he's earned it and um to my knowledge he's not related to anybody famous they they got him in in the um in hollywood so you might be saying i don't know this story i don't know i don't think i know jeremy right rainer um and i don't know the story that you're taking a long time to get to hope (laughs) so but yeah uh thank you for saying that as my head says the same thing it's a long walk to the fact that he's a miracle like honest to gosh y'all the fact that he is alive and the fact that he is walking the the fact that his brain wasn't damaged in this accident is just 
it's just a marvel it's 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 a miracle truly and so without further ado what happened what happened what happened you may ask well he was doing his thing he owns like a snowplow and if you're anywhere in, in places where there is no snow you're like what the heck's a snowplow well it's pretty much what it says it's a machine that plows the snow right it's it gets rid of um makes it easy for people to have access to the roads and stuff that where there's a lot of um snow that's come down in cal you're my like, california but yes because california had some crazy winter and so he was out he doesn't hire people to do it he does it himself and that's really cool about him he's like he bought him a snow plow and he does it himself now the full story didn't come out until recently because he did a um he did an interview for i forget which channel but um he did he did a really good interview um of giving more information about what actually went down because when the media portrayed it in january they were basically just saying jeremy uh reiner um was in an accident with a snowplow and there was talk about how the snowplow ran over him but that that they didn't really give too much and then there were pictures of him in the hospital and you know how bad it was we never really knew how bad it was right that stuff doesn't come out until way later so now he's been doing interviews and i think he's walking with the cane cuz he was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel last night but guys oh my god he did get ran over he got ran over by the snowplow his own snowplow and it was pretty much for the reason of saving someone else's life that wasn't given i don't think that information was given until now and it was his actual nephew so he was out there with his nephew plowing the snow to make room because it was just snowing like crazy in california in the mountains and it was just snowing snowing and i think they were just like we need to make an access uh for the road for us to get out or come in and get out and stuff like that and so he was out there with his nephew and they were pl- uh plowing the snow and somehow his nephew who's not a little kid he's he's probably in his early 20s i think um grown man but it's his nephew nonetheless and uh his nephew it was a situation they didn't they did like a 3D animation of the actual accident and there was a truck and there was a snowplow and it came to be where his nephew was in going to be crushed in between the truck and the snowplow if i remember the animation correctly so what he did is he basically pushed his nephew out of the way to save him and i guess he tried to get back on cuz he jumped off the snowplow pushed his nephew out of the way and then got tried to get try being the operative word tried to get back on the snowplow and get it to stop but in the process the you know the wheels of the snowplow are just going along and his foot or something got caught in as the wheel was turning he got caught and it pushed him forward to where he landed on the ground and the snowplow went over him of course they didn't show the animation of that part which i'm happy about there're just certain things that you know we can probably use for our imagination uh, they pretty much cut out right then but holy cow in snowplows whether they're smaller snowplows or giant snowplows they're a very heavy they're a very heavy vehicle and even with the snow being somewhat soft i'm sure underneath them it's still this mechanism going over his whole body he had more than 30 
broken bones from this accident. His eye popped out and I probably should have done a trigger warning, so I apologize. Uh, but there is graphic detail uh, about what had happened to him. So as it ran over him, it I think it's his right leg, or I forget which leg, but uh, one of his legs was pretty much crushed. Um, he has a lot of um, metal in his body now. His eye popped out. His right eye, sorry, his left eye popped out. And there are some not gra uh, not horribly graphic pictures of him online, but there is, I mean, he's been showing some pictures. I think his mother took a picture of him when he was at the hospital. And he, it took 45 minutes to rescue, to rescue him. Because again, remember California is getting this crazy amount of snow that cars can't really make it up there. So the, the helicopters, the care flights, and they have to make sure that the weather is okay for them to safely go to those mountains and, and, and take them. And they did get to him, but it took 45 minutes. And he said in the interview with Jimmy Kimmel that in that 45 minutes, he was awake the whole time. And he had a lot of time to think about how he, it was true. I feel like it was a true somewhat true example of altruism altruism is when you think about others more than you think about yourself because he actually was worried about how this was going to affect his family how his nephews having to watch him lay there on the ground and he didn't know that there was just blood everywhere and his eyes popped out and how they were going to be affected and he was so worried more about them than his own actual well-being and that to me is you know the greatest example of altruism is when you put other people's emotions and feelings and how they would feel and think and, and about a situation above yours. And he even, something that was said that he was, he, he, he texted or something that if I have to be on a machine, if I have to be connected to machines and everything, and uh, I don't know, like, don't, don't, don't let me just be on machines and stuff. Um, just let me go. Let me die. Um, but he was really, really, he spoke that, he, he cried. He broke down on the, the, uh, the TV interview, not on Jimmy Kimmel, but on the long one. I think it was, I don't know if it's bought with Barbara, Barbara Walters. One, uh, she might be dead. So I apologize. There was, um, I can't remember the lady that she did. She's been in journalism forever and he did an interview with her, uh, recently. So my apologies for that as well. Um, but whoever she did, he did the interview with, he, he did break down and cry because he just was so concerned about what it was doing to his family that he actually apologized. He apologized y'all to his family. He's there in the, you know, been on the ground for 45 minutes, crushed by this snowplow with his eye popped out over 30 bones, broken, punctured lung, all these things. And he's actually feeling bad and has to say he's sorry when he, you know in the hospital especially i'm just i don't know anybody i don't know anybody that would think like that i mean i don't know you know i mean i know i can compare it to the only way i can compare it to myself is like when i was going through cancer the first time i was like i was worried about how my friends were gonna feel i was sad because i knew they were sad I knew that people were sad for me and people were scared that I was going to die. And I felt like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to fight this and I'm going to beat this 
not necessarily for me, but for my family and for my friends, because I don't want them to be sad. I don't want them to be sad if I die. And so I'm not going to die. I'm going to fight this. I guess that's the only thing I compare it to. And I believe I wrote that in my book, Hope Through Cancer. And no, it's not just a plug-in. I mean, it could be a plug-in if you want a book. You know, you can reach out to me and get you, you know, we can make a, you know, make a little deal. I'm actually working on a website side note on how to to create a website so I can sell more books online. But that's not what we're talking about today. Jeremy Renner is a superhero. He's a miracle. You know, I think he gives a lot of people hope about what the willpower, what willpower is, what determination is, determination is, and what what it is to fight, even when probably everything was against all odds were against him. And um, just listening to him talk, and he was kind of like, "Yeah, I guess I broke like thirty plus broken bones, and you know, I I've got you know." punctured along punctured along well I've got two you know like it's and it was almost like he was like it's not a big deal it is a big deal but at the same time I don't I'm not seeing it as that and Jimmy Kimmel was saying something about like saying how it was just complimented him and he said something about I am in pain you just don't know and he has to be still in a lot of pain and it had to have hurt like nobody can imagine but isn't that awesome that His resilience to live and his resilience for life and his love for his family is probably, especially the love for his family and not wanting for them to hurt even more than they already are hurting from seeing him and knowing that he almost died and that he should have probably died, uh, kept him fighting and and pushing through the pain, not of just the surgeries, but now he's going to do a lot of physical therapy. And I've done physical therapy, but the physical therapy he's doing is like, getting rid of the scar tissue, trying to get ease the scar tissue in his ankles where there was, you know, the surgeries were done. I think he said he even has a metal plate in his jaw. You know, they had to put this eye back in and he has, his vision was actually not, um, like he still can see with that eye, despite the fact that it popped out of his socket or something like that. I mean, it's just an amazing feel good story. And I'm, I'm just so happy for him and I'm so happy for his family and and I I've already heard that he's done he does good things already like he was doing good things for kids and he believes in giving back and it's like how could you not like him to begin with but now like hearing the story and reading about it and watching him talk and seeing him be emotional and vulnerable because of the seriousness of what happened and how he worried about how his family was going to be affected from their perspective of seeing him in that way. I mean, it's kind of beautiful. Not that he had, nothing's beautiful about what he went through. Nothing is beautiful about the pain that he had and will probably always have to a degree in the memories and, you know, probably the trauma of it all. And he'll probably, he didn't talk about seeing a therapist, but I wouldn't doubt that he's seeing a therapist and his whole family seen a therapist and his nephew, especially that, you know, that was there from the beginning and everybody that was involved with that. I mean, it's just flabbergasted, flabbergasting. I'm just, I just can't imagine having to go through that and live to see another day. And it's, a, it's just, it's just a wild, it's just wild in the best kind of way. And 
You know, everybody's trying to write a book. All these movie stars and celebrities and politicians, they're all wanting to write a book. You know, I made it through the administration of Donald J. Trump or uh, the behind the scenes of the Trump administration. Everybody wants to get all these people that already have a lot of money, just want to make more money. Pence wrote a book. Uh, Trump's writing a book. People in Trump's administration are all, they've all written books, you know, yeah, la, la. you know, uh, Prince Williams, what is it? Prince Harry uh, wrote a book. Like everybody that already has a lot of money are writing books. And I'm not saying that I don't like Prince Harry, but I'm like, I just hope he donates all the money from his book proceedings to his people, you know, because these are all wealthy, wealthy people who are just talking about their lives or what they went through in politics and stuff like that. And I'm not hating guys. I'm not. But a story that I would like to read would be the story of Jeremy Reiner and what he went through. And I hope he does write a book one day about what he went through and what his family went through. And Because that's actually a book I would read. I heard Matthew McConaughey wrote a book. And, you know, I'm not against Matthew McConaughey. I like him. I think he's a brilliant actor and a down-to-earth kind of guy. But, I mean, he's just like, I don't know. I feel like he's trying to be like a guru these days, like a guru <laughs> and more power to him. Like, um, I, I dig him. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like Jeremy, Jeremy would be he, just talking about resilience and, and, and bravery and courageous and so many things to describe him. And he doesn't want any of the glory. He just wants to share his story because, you know, there's no way of getting around not sharing it with that kind of an accident and the fact that he's still alive. But one thing I did like to say, and one of the last things I'll say about this, is that he, they asked him uh, in the interview if he's still going to do his stunt, his his own stunts, because he used to do them when he, when he would make movies and stuff, he would do kind of like action movies. He would do his own stunts. And he said, no, I'm 52 now. Uh, I'll be waiting in my, in the trailer and I, somebody else can do that. And it's not just because he's 52 because he's still young. I mean, Tom Cruise still does all his stunts and he's 60, I think almost, if not already. But it's also because he knows, look, my body's not the same anymore. And on top of it, I am 52. So you know what? I'm not going to do my own stunts. I'm going to be fine. But I'm going to keep pushing forward and acting, obviously, and, and doing things with my life and just moving forward from this. It's not going to be something I think he lets define him, but it's going to be something that he hopefully continues to share. And so by doing so inspires people out there that have gone through horrible, horrible accidents similar to that or less or worse to kind of encourage them that like they're going to make it, they're going to be okay. And he never really gives credit to God. I don't think he, I have never heard him really say that I'm blessed or that I thank God or I had ministry. I had any angels watching over me. And I thought that was interesting. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because I don't know what his faith is or if he has any faith or maybe he does and he's just really private about it I don't know um but I did notice that he never said anything about like how he's just so grateful he's grateful that God's given him another chance of life uh, and he may not see it like that he may be an agnostic he may be an atheist I don't know and it's not really important I just thought it was interesting that he didn't because trust me I thank God every day that I get to wake up but that's just me I don't like him any less. 
Uh, I still think he's amazing and even more amazing now that I've gotten to know the full story. If you want to know more, just Google Jeremy Renner snowplow accident or Jeremy Renner. I think if you just Google his name, it's going to pop up with his interview, um, the recent long interview, and then the one probably on Jimmy Kimmel that he just did last night. I find it... I think you'll be interested to know more and I think you'll just you might need a tissue or two when you see the interview that he did the long one that came on TV I think the other the other week and if you're not interested in that pooey on you you are boring <laughs> and I'm just kidding I had somebody tell me that by the way before I go they wanted me to turn the music up when I was doing the ride share um, the other day it was um like Sunday in the morning at 5 a.m. and that person was still drunk and they didn't like that I didn't want to turn the music way up high for them I'm like girl it's 5 a.m. I'm still waking up not that I told them that I mean I was awake but you know I still needed my coffee in me and it's 5 a.m. on a Sunday morning I don't want to be blaring the music up not to mention it's my car and if I don't want to listen to music very loud for your entertainment I'm not going to do it that's one of the reasons I don't drive at night at any rate, she said, you're boring. You're boring. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it, uh-oh. I almost got off the mic there. Um, that's, a, that's a sign that I get out. I got to get off because it's almost 30 minutes and I don't want it to be over 30 minutes. So I hope you enjoyed this story. It, it is, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, it is a feel-good story that we need to hear about somebody living through something so horrible and tragic that could have been really worse they could have the fact the fact that they're still here is just amazing and whether or not he gives god the praise i'm going to give god the praise for giving him more life for his family for his loved ones and to keep amusing us in the movie theaters and with all his good deeds that he's doing out there with his platform and wealth so that's all I got for you guys today. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Continue to have a great April. I'll see you on the flip side. This has been Talk Time with Hope. God bless. Bye for now.